Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. This one I'm going to talk about how to get your Upwork profile approved after it's been reject- rejected. And I've actually got this question a couple times. The latest one came in from uh, Shabti, Shabti and, and Shabti said, I was learning a course today and I was going through the Upwork ste- section step-by-step to make a profile and I submitted my application One hour later, they sent me this email saying, unfortunately, at this time, there are already many freelancers with a similar skill set to yours, and we cannot accept your application, et cetera, et cetera. My question is, has it always been like this on Upwork? And if so, how can I get around this? So I'm going to talk about that, what you can do to get around that, and how to then mold that into the strategy that I recommend and so forth. So kind of how all this fits together. Of course, before I do that, if you have a question that you'd like to ask me, or if you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like me to cover, then be sure to send that to podcast at johnmorrisonline.com. I would love to answer your questions, talk about things you want to hear about, and all that. So again, podcast at johnmorrisonline.com. So <clears throat> to, to answer the first question, has it always been like this on Upwork? My recollection, my understanding of it is not, that this is something that is... I don't know if it's brand new, but it's something that I, I never ran across when up before when it was Elance and there was Odesk and then it transitioned into Upwork and all that sort of thing. I hadn't, this isn't something that I ever really ran into or, or saw much. It seems like I've been getting these questions more recently and I never really ever got them before. So it, I would say that this is probably a somewhat newer thing that Upwork is, is doing and so then, of course, the question is, how do you get around this? And specifically, how do you get around it when we're talking about the strategy that I recommend when we talk about really niching down and and having a profile that, that positions you as a specialist and so forth, that sort of is a little bit counter to Upwork's approval process. It's going to help you to get more clients, especially in the beginning when you don't have a uh, a big job history. However, you do have to sort of get around. It it can be a little bit of a hindrance in actually getting your profile approved. So I'm going to talk about sort of how to do all of this and make it work. And in researching this and looking into what Upwork is actually doing, and and again, because this is something that is at least new to me and I haven't ever actually faced myself in looking into it and researching it, there was a really good article by Danny Margulies that I'm going to link to in the show notes page for this episode. That's going to be johnmorrisshow.com slash 263. I recommend taking a look at that article uh, and reading through it, what he has to say because it's a it's a really good article here. Of course, I, I have my own thoughts and own opinions, my own experiences that I'll talk about, but uh, he does a good job of breaking it down as well. So again, johnmorrisshow.com slash 263 for the link to that article. So the, there's there's three sort of big picture things I want to cover, like conceptual, and then we'll get into some hard, fast, actual tips that you can go through, because I think it's important to, to really get the big picture of what's actually happening here. So the first thing you need to do is understand what Upwork actually is. Again, Upwork's sort of stated mission, what they're trying to do, is they're trying to match clients with the best freelancers for their job. And this is specifically why I recommend the strategy that I recommend because there's really two elements to that whole matching thing. It's not just rank. It's not just job success score and job history and all those things. Those things matter, but there's also a relevance element to that. And that can also come into play when we're talking about how to actually get 
uh, approved. So what they want is they want serious, professional, sophisticated freelancers who also have skill sets that are in demand in their marketplace and don't have a bunch of other developers that are already filling that demand. So that's why it can be a little bit tricky to to get approved because if you are looking to go into a, a really common served niche in, in Upwork, then Upwork can look at that and say, well, yeah, we have a lot of people that want that, but we also have a lot of people that already do that. And so we don't need more. We need people who do something different. So you kind of have to get, uh, you kind of have to get by that. So again, it's important to understand that. It's also important to understand sort of the second big picture thing, which is that this is a good thing because once you do get approved, then it's going to ultimately this sort of approval process is going to lead to less competition. And it's also going to lead to less sort of riffraff, I would call it, getting into the system, freelancers who aren't doing a good job. And overall, it's going to increase the the client trust in the platform as a whole, which is a good thing. The more clients that come to Upwork and, and post their jobs there and want to hire people there, the better that is for you. And the less developers or the less freelancers that get into the system, that means there's less competition. So more clients, less freelancers eat leads to more work for you. So is this is a good thing. This is why a site like TopTal, they reject almost everybody that applies as a developer on their site and they make the claim of of only hiring the top or, or allowing in the top three percent of developers. Exclusivity is a good thing. Now Upwork's not doing it at the level TopTal is, but still having some sort of thing in place is a good thing. So you just got to keep at it. And and that's really the third thing that I want to point out here is that this isn't, if you get rejected, that's not the end of it. You can resubmit. So you just tweak and resubmit and you keep doing it until you get approved. So uh, those are the three sort of big picture things I want to talk about. And now we can talk about some sort of specific quick hitter things that you can do in order to get past their approval process over there. So the first thing is going to be a little bit counterintuitive if you've listened to me for a while. But when it comes to the approval process and when you first initially write your profile, forget everything that I've told you about niching down and so forth. And again, the reason that is, is because Upwork, A, they probably use an algorithm to do to, to do some sort of frontline sort of analysis of your profile. And so really, you just kind of got to get past that. There might be a human element to it, but you kind of got to get past that algorithm and get past the approval process and then you can you can change up your profile to do something that's better for you in terms of niching down and, and getting uh, some of that early work and I just I I have people who it's to the point now it's almost every day or every other day who will be like hey I switched my profile to do what you said about niching down and being specific and all this sort of thing and all of a sudden it worked like I started getting work it was crazy how well it worked all those it just happens over and over and over again so that that part of it works but you got to get past that that approval process and if you pick a really sort of tight niche like you should but there's a lot of people who already do that, then it can be hard to get uh, past the approval process. So from my, uh, what I can tell from this algorithm, obviously they're, they're not going to come out and tell you exactly how to beat their algorithm. But from what I can tell from it, bigger is better. That seems to be sort of the idea here. So 
the bigger quote unquote profile you have, then the more likely you are to, to get approved. So the thing to do is build a really big profile. And we'll talk about what that means here in a second. And then once you get approved, then niche back down to a more uh, tightly focused, specific, special, you know, uh, oriented as a specialist type profile to actually get work. And then as you build up your job history and all that sort of thing, you can then start to expand it back out into a little bit bigger profile that appeals to a broader audience uh, and, and rely more on your job history and a little bit less on your relevance. My strategy in the beginning, uh, you, you rely really heavily on relevance at the start because that's how you beat out people who have a better job history. Then as you build your job history and can actually compete with those people head to head, then you can expand back out and lie a little bit less on relevance. But to get approved, you need to have sort of a big profile. So we'll talk about what that means here in just a second. So another thing that you can do, and this is one thing that Danny recommends in his article, is to use a real email address. So if when you, you sign up on the site and you enter, say, a Gmail or a Yahoo email address, you'll notice a little, uh, you'll notice a little, something comes up that says, you know, that they recommend that you use a, a real domain for your email address and so forth. Well, that's a sign that that's something that they're paying attention to in their approval process. So uh, I recommend using and having an actual domain and using that domain for uh, your email address, because if they're looking at that, that can be a, an indicator that the algorithm uses as a, a sort of knock against you. Again, we don't know, but if they're if they're bringing up that 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 little notification, then that's a good sign that maybe that's something that they're 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 using against you. So use a real domain or a real email address, not a uh, a Yahoo or Google or whatever. When we talk about building a big profile, what I mean is one of the examples of how you would do that is when you're choosing your sub subcategories. You know, I would tell you in order to get work and niche down to to limit it to a, a small number of subcategories. However, to get approved, again, they want a big profile. So choose multiple subcategories. Don't just choose one uh, and say that and, and maybe even make them so that they're in, in, in sort of kind of different areas. They're not all real tightly related. So that sort of signals to Upwork that you might be an expert in multiple different things that that's going to mean that, you know, if you maybe this particular subcategory that you marked has a lot of competition already has a ton of developers that do that, but maybe this other one that you marked doesn't. So that will help you with the approval process. Another thing is to list all of your skills. Again, I tell you to focus really tightly on the ones that are relevant to the niche that you're going after. However, to get by that approval process, you maybe want to list more of those. So again, your profile looks like it's sort of a bigger profile in that sense. You also want to be accurate with your experience level. I think the the, the sort of tendency among new freelancers to say that they're not very experienced. However, again, Upwork is looking for sophisticated professional developers and so if you're putting that you don't have much experience, that's probably going to be a knock against you when it comes to the approval process. Now, I'm not saying that you should just say that you're a very experienced developer if you're not, but you really need to look at that and make sure that you're putting an accurate experience level that is is going to uh, get tell Upwork what you really are and give you a better chance of, of getting uh, approved through their approval process.
Another thing is, is when you're setting your hour, hourly rate, Upwork will actually look at your profile and so forth and the, the, the categories that you've selected and all the different factors that are there and it'll give you a rate tip. So it'll give you a suggestion for what you should charge. Now, again, I've talked about how you can typically charge uh, a lot more than, than what people think on Upwork and there's ways to do that and sell on value and all that sort of thing. And, and you'll want to do that, but again, for the approval process, you'll probably want to stick with what's sort of in the range that Upwork is suggesting because they're, again, they're trying to, they they make money when you make money. So if you set a rate that is just way out of whack of what they're suggesting, it's just way higher than, or if, even if it's way lower, then they're going to look at that and they're going to say, well, that, you know, this person probably, if you set it real high, they're probably going to assume, well, they'll never get hired. So that's not going to, to help you make money. So they're not going to make money. Or if you set it real low, they're going to say, well, you might get hired a lot, but you're not going to make much per, uh, per project. So again, they're not going to make much money. So, uh, you want to set it sort of in the suggested range that they, 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 they set so that you can get approved. Uh, when it comes to employment history, tests, certification, education, all those sort of what I would call the auxiliary things, again, at this point, we're, build, we're, we're bigger is better. That sort of seems to be what the algorithm wants. So the more employment history, the more tests, the more certifications, the more education that you can put in there, the better. So you want to be creative with that. You know, your education doesn't have to be just your college degrees. Right. It could be, you know, I have my high school diploma. It could be I, I, you know, took this course over on Udemy and I have this certificate or whatever it is. You want to sort of list as, as much as possible as you can all your employment history, even if it's relevant or not. Take as many tests as, as seems relevant to you. Keep in mind, if you don't do well on those tests, you don't have to show them on your profile. So, and you can retake them and so forth. So, again, you just want to bigger is better. We want to try and do as much of this as possible to get through the approval process. And then, of course, you know, portfolio, portfolio, portfolio. That's always a huge piece of this. So, the more you can add to your portfolio, the better. And again, for the approval process, and. As I've said, I don't know how many times before in these podcasts, if you don't have any past clients, you don't have any past job history, you don't need to use real clients for your portfolio. You can create a portfolio that is full of things that you created just to put in your portfolio. And if you don't have any job history, don't have any port, uh, uh, past clients, and you would normally just put nothing in your portfolio, you absolutely need to go out and create stuff and build sites that you can take screenshots of and, and talk about and so forth to put in your portfolio because having something in there is better than having nothing in there, both for clients but also for uh, the approval process. So that's sort of the big picture. That's some quick hitter things that you can do. I would say the biggest thing to keep in mind is for the approval process, again, bigger seems to be better. So the more you can put in there, the more skills, the more tests, the more history, the more you write in your uh, over your profile overview, all those things. Just keep in mind, Upwork, quote unquote, is watching, right? They're going to be analyzing all of this and they're going to be analyzing it in the sense of trying to find 
freelancers that are going to give them the best opportunity to to match with clients and ultimately make money. So you need to keep that in mind as you're building your uh, profile for the approval process. And then I recommend once you get past that approval process, you don't necessarily have to just completely wipe it and go to this dinky little profile, but I would definitely niche down a little bit more when it comes to your your the categories that you're uh you're you're, you're selecting the the keywords or, or the skills that you use that ultimately serve sort of as keywords on Upwork, your title, uh, how you write your profile overview, and and who you're targeting in terms of the kind of clients you want to get because the more you can position yourself as a specialist, you're going to lean into that relevance part of the Upwork algorithm for ranking your profile, but it's also going to be more appealing to clients and allow you to be able to get work when you don't have that job history that maybe some of the other people you're competing against have. So build it big, shrink it down, and build it big to get approved, shrink it down to actually get work at, at first, and then as you build up your job history, you can start to expand it back out and, and, and appeal to more sort of categories and so and skills and so forth because now you can p- compete with people uh, on that job history level. Of course, if you want to learn my full strategy for getting on Upwork and, and, and how to build your profile, exactly how to write your title, how to do uh, your, your, your skills, how to write your profile over you. There's real three real important components that you need to go through when writing your, your uh, profile overview, how to do a, 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 the uh, intro video the easy way, all that sort of thing to create a profile that I'm talking about that will allow you to lean into that relevance and, and really be able to get work right off the bat. The, the stuff that I've taught people that that's the reason why they're sending me these emails and leaving me these messages about, you know, how, how they've changed, they, they've did what I said and they've changed their, their, their profile to this way. And now all of a sudden they're, they're getting work. And so forth. if you want to learn that, then I recommend taking my Upwork 101 course you can head on over to store.johnmorrisonline.com or to upwork101.com and learn more about that course. As a regular listener of the show, you can use the coupon code JMO at checkout for 20% off anything in the store. But if you're going on Upwork and you're going through the process of building your profile right now, I, I literally walk through it step by step through every part of your profile and show you exactly what to do to build a profile that will actually get you hired, allow you to show up in searches and so forth. So again, highly recommend going to upwork101.com to learn more about that course. All right, that'll do it for this episode. If you like this episode, I'd appreciate if you'd share it with somebody who could benefit from from hearing this, who's maybe struggling with this same problem, and, and this will help them through that. I'd greatly appreciate that. All the links for subscribing on Android, iTunes, TuneIn, all those sorts of things, plus all the past episodes of the show. You can find those at johnmorrisshow.com. And finally, if you would leave me a honest review of the show over on uh, iTunes, I would greatly appreciate that. And I'll also give you module one of my PHP 101 course for free if you do that. Again, johnmorrisshow.com. Just click on the Start Here link. All right, like I said, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.